Well, uh, before we get started, uh, I will we'll just kind of go over uh, just briefly um, what we want to talk about a little bit. Um, okay. I think what what I'll do for usually, I mean, you've listened to the show, you know how it works. I uh, I you talk a lot. <laughs> I talk. I talk a lot. Yeah, that's my that's my biggest uh, problem. Um, but we'll we'll start off. Just talking, introducing you, and talking a little bit about you and what you're, what you're up to, and your projects and your blog, or whatever. However, you want to be introduced, we can, you know. Should I introduce you as uh, a blogger? Boring girl from Aroma Park, Illinois. No, come on, you're more interesting than that. I'm not really. No, <laughs> seriously. It's I don't true. Really have an exciting life. Well, that's okay. We can make it exciting. That's that's. You know, big. I'm no Michael Noble. Oh, well, thank God for that. <laughs> Not hitting up any comic cons or no, no, or God knows what other other things yes, but, he gets but, into. But you're the rapping hip hop nanny, uh, Grammy, Grant, Granny, yeah. I'm, see, I'm screwing things up already. This is the power, power that can be controlled, power that you command. Get the feel of brute power in your own hands. With Mattel's fantastic new Barom skip loader. The harder it works, the louder it roars. Ladies and gentlemen, we interrupt this podcast to bring you some incredible news. We are under attack. Never before has this reporter seen such devastation, such destruction. Ladies and gentlemen, I fear the time has come for Assault of the Two-Headed Space Mules! So grab a can of fermented weed and listen up. It may just save your life. Welcome to another fine episode of Assault of the Two-Headed Space Mules. I'm your host, Douglas Arthur, uh, and this week we're going to take a look at the toys that time forgot. Yes, uh, we're going to delve deep back into the childhoods uh, of those of us of a certain age. Um, I'm not afraid to say I'm 45. I'm I'm 45. Uh, so, um, I'll, we'll be looking back at some of the great toys of the seventies and eighties and, uh, maybe even a little bit of the sixties. Um, and, uh, my guest today is going to be, uh, Marissa Rapier, who's, uh, become kind of an internet friend of mine. Um, we kind of met, uh, while we, um, we're both kind of, uh, active listeners of the, uh, stuck in the eighties podcast and blog. Um, and, uh, that was kind of the inspiration for me doing this podcast in the first place. Uh, and But she's also very active in the blogging community, and, uh, and uh, she's got a very interesting background. And um, So um, I thought it would be fun to uh, chat with her about uh, childhood toys. Um, she and I come from very similar backgrounds in that um, uh, we both come from very large families, uh, and uh, toys were at, at a premium in both of our households, so um, uh, we didn't always get the toys we wanted, so to speak. So we thought we would kind of go back and take a look at some of the 
childhood toys that uh, that we coveted and also perhaps uh, toys that we got that maybe uh, weren't exactly the most popular but were perhaps the best that our that our parents uh, our, our well-intentioned parents uh, could afford so um, before we get there um, I, I actually have a little bit of uh, listener mail to read yes believe it or not after uh, 16 17 episodes um, I have uh, I have a little bit of listener mail. Uh, this one comes to us from uh, Jim Fitzsimmons of uh, Minnesota, um, and he sent me a little note on Facebook, uh, and it said, um, "Listening to the worst superhero movies uh, episode, uh, tell Mike that I like Popeye because it's sweet and quirky, and Shelley Duvall is terrific as Olive Oil." I even like some of the songs. Uh, and I don't know if anyone has corrected you, but Ronnie Cox is not dead. You mention him by saying the late, great Ronnie Cox. Just saying. Um, and that's uh, that's a little note from Jim Fitzsimmons. Uh, thanks again, Jim. Um, well, uh, in answer to your question, no, nobody has corrected me, uh, but... Uh, I, a, a, a quick look at uh, IMDB uh, very much tells me that I was uh, I was quite wrong when I said the late great Ronnie Cox. Um, I think I was mistaking him for uh, for somebody else, perhaps. Um, but uh, but I, I think the thing to focus there is focus on there is that he is indeed great, uh, a, a great actor with a great career. Uh, in some great movies, uh, starting all the way back in 1972 when uh, he made his first appearance in Deliverance. Um, and then, of course, he's, his notable uh, uh, turns in uh, RoboCop and Total Recall and, and, uh, and so forth. Um, so uh, thanks for, for pointing that out. Thanks for listening, and, and thanks for taking the time to, to send us a note, Jim. And that, uh, that does remind me, if anybody else there wants to chime in and... Uh, uh, send us some feedback. Uh, we'd really appreciate it. The uh, email address is spacemules at yahoo.com. Uh, so go ahead and send us a note, and uh, maybe you'll get lucky enough to have me read it on the air. Um, so on that note, um, we will get ready to jump into our discussion about uh, the toys that time forgot with uh, my guest this week. Marissa Rapier. In 1902, Teddy Roosevelt and Ideal gave the world the teddy bear. 1933, Ideal introduced the Shirley Temple doll, and the licensing industry was born. For Toy Fair 1963, it was something called Mousetrap, and a totally new concept in games had been started. Now for 1972, Ideal presents the first open-end action game ever created. Introducing... Bing! Bang! Boing! Hey, welcome 
Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to another fine episode of Assault of the Two-Headed Space Mules. Joining me today is my special guest, uh, Marissa Rapier from Kankakee, Illinois. Am I pronouncing that right, Marissa? Uh, Kankakee, Kankakee, Kankersore. It all works. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, Marissa... I live in Illinois. There... I think that's it pretty much, you know, if you're not in Chicago, it pretty much sucks. <laughs> That's pretty much it. Well, Marissa uh, and I go back a few years. We, we kind of met uh, on one of our mutual um, interests. Uh, it was the uh, Stuck in the 80s blog, and uh, we kind of became Internet friends. And, uh, and Marissa is very interesting, and uh, we have... <laughs> We actually have a lot of things in common, so I, I thought I'd ask her uh, uh, here today to talk a little bit about some of our favorite childhood toys, uh, and uh, we're, we're gonna we're gonna get into that into a minute. But uh, tell me a little bit about uh, some of the fun things you do out there in uh, Kankakee. Um, let's see. So, um, rumor, ha- ru- rumor has it. Rumor has I don't it. You do a lot. I'm a you know single mom of an 18 year old, well, senior in high school, um, and recently he had uh, expressed interest in being in our community theater's production of The Wedding Singer, oh, and uh, the director had asked me because I come from the 80s, and he originally the director had originally asked me if I would take care of the makeup and make sure that the costumes and the hair and all that were authentically the 80s <laughs> um, because there was a they had done a, a high school had done Footloose and there was not a shred of um, heavily pleated acid wash jeans <laughs> and the choreography was more you know a little more 1998 modern. than yeah. it was 1982 so okay. I, I was anyway so he asked me to be the 80s authenticator, and it turned into being the makeup coordinator. And my son loves the movie, The Wedding Singer, starring Adam Sandler. So yes. he's like, I want to be in that. And then the night before his audition, I decided to audition. Oh, and uh, did you get a part? I, and it was, well, it was funny because we had to sing songs from the 80s. And after trying out all different kinds of karaoke, I, I sang Heartbreaker by Pat Benatar <laughs> and ended up being cast as the grandma. Ah, the rapping so, granny. There you go. I think it was my gray hair that won them over. <laughs> it was definitely not my dance moves or my uh, throaty rendition of Heartbreaker. <laughs> But, uh, you know, I'm the comic relief of the show because I'm inappropriate and um, which is perfectly me. I realize that the character is me in the future. (laughs) (laughs) Well, that that sounds uh, that that sounds like a very true to life casting. Um, So, well, that's uh, that's fantastic. I know you also have a blog. I, I believe it's gone through a few different names. I remember it by yes. the wild hair name, which yes. I thought was a really cool uh, name. Uh, I wish I think... I'd stuck with it. <laughs> <laughs> well, then you then you change it to Marisology or Marisology yeah, or something it, like it that. It transformed when I was attempting to transform myself. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think you did a little bit there, didn't you? Yeah, I did. And um, 
it it seemed to be a, a good move. I went from blogger and moved on to WordPress, and have loathed it ever since. <laughs> <laughs> um, just because it, I it, it I don't like I don't like WordPress, but it right. was a matter of let's try to get this thing up and moving, and you know, had some dreams of you know making some money and that kind of stuff. Um, unfortunately, when I stopped kind of being wild here, it, I lost interest. People lost interest because yeah. I was blathering about the same thing all the time, and it wasn't about me anymore. It was about how can I get popular. <laughs> um, isn't isn't that that's like an age old question? I was, yeah, you know, how, yeah. How, it's how, like how oh, I, I wasn't being true to myself. You'd think at my age I would have learned that, but anyway. <laughs> So I just stopped blogging altogether and putting my thoughts and such up on Facebook and Twitter. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that seems to be more of a, in an immediate response venue than, hey, go read my blog. You'll have to, you'll have to divert from Facebook for a few minutes. But <laughs> <laughs> So if it's not videos or pictures, people just, they, can't, they don't have the attention span or desire to read yeah, you know, I, about I my, my you know, trials and tribulations of being a single mom in well, this I, I always, world. I always enjoyed them. I always oh, well, thank you. <laughs> I'm glad somebody read it. <laughs> Well, then WordPress would change and update and upgrade, and then I then I'd realize, hey, I can't leave. A, you know, people would tell me I can no longer leave comments. What the heck's going on? Uh, so it just, yeah. That's always fun. I may go back to Blogger because it was simpler. Yeah, I I find that that's easy too. But I I haven't <laughs> I say that, but I haven't posted on my blog since 2009. So <laughs> what, what do I know? Yeah, well, it's funny because I kept saying that I've lost my muse and I couldn't figure out what my muse was back when I was enjoying writing, and it dawned on me that my muse was me being myself. So yeah, so that's so you know, if the world doesn't end this Friday, then um, oh, that's right. I I was so caught up in the holiday spirit that I forgot. Oh, I'm sorry. (laughs) Mention that yeah, the world's coming to an end. Well. Well then, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm glad we're getting prepared, to. Re- so I hope somebody invites me over to, you know. <laughs> well, I'm, I'm to glad. Eat their canned goods. We're getting we're we're getting this recording in then, um, you know, before the end of the world. This this could be the okay. final podcast. Who it knows? Could be. Who knows? That no one will listen to because we'll all be dead. That's or right. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, one of the things that I I, I thought. Um, about when we when I was uh, discussing possibly doing this podcast with you was um, just getting to know you over the last uh, you know four or five years however long it's been now and and uh, we come from fairly similar backgrounds I mean we both come from very large families and I think yeah. that kind of uh, has uh, uh, informed the way we perceive the world in some ways. <laughs> And, and and how we experienced uh, certain things, especially yeah. uh, Christmas and the kinds of toys we got for Christmas, um, which were limited to, uh, you know, the smaller budget apportioned to our parents <laughs> because of having a large family. Right. Um, I, I mean, I've got six brothers and sisters. I think you have a couple more than I do. But uh, I have. It's kind of, it gets complicated, but I'm the baby of eight. 
and then my we inherited two more kids when my dad remarried. So. Oh my! Wow. So yeah, kids. it's a it's a it's a big family. Wow. But the 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 super lean years were when I was very young and yes, um, the older kids of course viewed me as the spoiled rotten child. <laughs> but um, it's like, oh, that's that's right. I was spoiled. I forgot. <laughs> The socks and the underwear with the holes in them that I, that's how I learned to sew. Yeah. Was yeah. I learned how to sew the underwear or my, uh, the elastic back on my underwear. What? Um. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. I mean, I, and I don't know about you, but I. <laughs> I was spoiled because I guess I had underwear. <laughs> I, I, I never had new clothes. It was all hand-me-downs. I mean, oh, that, yeah. that, I mean, you know, and it wasn't just for my older brothers. I mean, I mean, we had cousins and stuff too. I mean, so, I mean. I was getting, and all my cousins are older than I am, so, uh, because my mom is the baby of her family, so all my cousins are older. So I was getting stuff, like, from the 60s <laughs> to, to wear in the mid-70s, which maybe wasn't too far afield, but, you know. <laughs> polyester's polyester. Yeah, exactly. It was <laughs> bell-bottoms. But, you know, when you're in corduroy. first grade and you're wearing bold paisley. Yeah. You know, with an ascot, it's kind of questionable. <laughs> Plaid corduroys, you know. <laughs> corduroys, oh my god. Yeah, just crazy, crazy stuff. Yeah, uh, I had leisure suits in fourth grade. <laughs> 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 they were double knit polyester. Oh my god. One was blue checkered, one was pink checkered, so I, you know, they could distinguish that I was a girl at that point. Because I really, I at, at one point, um, I'll never forget in sixth grade <clears throat> and I kind of had the figure of olive oil <laughs> I had the giant feet my feet haven't grown since sixth grade oh my <clears throat> so um well maybe slightly you know because you know they get they stretch out or whatever but uh right but I was very skinny and had um budding bosom but I was so embarrassed the fact that I was one of the first girls to develop uh that I would wear, you know, loose fitting clothes. Right. And I was wearing a Holly Hobby shirt. <laughs> I mean, it was a button down, you yeah. know, Holly Hobby shirt, clearly a girl shirt. And some kid, and I had a kind of a Keith Partridge sort of shag haircut. <laughs> and big goofy glasses. And some, a boy asked me if I was a boy or a girl because he couldn't tell. So wow. it was pretty devastating. Yeah, well, I think that says more about him, really. I, I would. Think. Yeah, but, but you know, when you're you're the the kind of the goofy, you know, because I looked up to my sisters who are all blonde hair, blue eyed, and they're older, so I they had these lovely figures and stuff. So I was sort of the um, the oddball. Hey, yeah, and you hadn't quite got there yet, so. No, I'm still waiting for that to happen. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, I was the same way. I, I was super scrawny, super skinny, uh, and short uh, when I when I grew up. I, I hit my growth spurt late. Um, you know, I, I was still growing. I grew almost three inches, two and a half, three inches in college. Oh. Um, so I didn't start shaving till I was in college. I mean, that's... I was, you know, I was a late blo classic late bloomer. Uh, wow. I weighed I'm the steroids in your meat. I I weighed 88 pounds as a freshman in high school. 
I weighed that in so, second grade. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> That's my point. It's crazy, you know. But uh, but you know now I'm you know I'm much bigger. <laughs> I well, think as we all get are. as we all get, but uh, you know one of the things that uh, you know we, we talked about was was the the, the toys um, and you know I have a lot of fond memories of toys as as a kid but generally speaking it was more fond memories of like my friends toys <laughs> and and I don't say this in a bad way I love my parents and they did the very best they could and and, right. uh, uh, and I appreciated everything that I got um, you know but uh, you know when, when you're six seven eight uh, you know, and your friends get all of the cool stuff you're seeing on TV. Um, you know, you, you get a little little twinge of uh, of jealousy, but oh, definitely. Uh, well, my best friend at the time was an only child. Oh, geez. So I I didn't quite make the make the connection of she was an only child, therefore, you know, and both of her sets of grandparents were alive and all that, so she got tons of gifts close to her uncles and aunts, so she got even more gifts. Oh my! And we had this huge family, um, so it was sort of like, oh, there's all these, you know, presents. But then when you dwindled it down, it's like, oh, I got two. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Two, and one was from Santa, and he got it wrong. Santa's an idiot. <laughs> How did he not understand what I said? I wanted baby alive, not there. newborn baby that doesn't do anything. There you. There. <laughs> Oh my gosh! Yeah, well, that that, that that's funny that you mentioned that. So, uh, so let's let's talk about some of those toys. I I, I think I'll, I'll let you start first, um, okay. and uh, you know maybe we'll we'll, we'll kind of go through and we'll talk about some of the some of our toys, some of the toys that maybe we uh, we coveted that we never got and uh, maybe some of the toys that we got that uh, we never coveted. <laughs> <laughs> the, um, it's funny because recently I, because I was looking for this one particular doll that I, I got and I don't have any of these toys anymore and I wish I did, but I'm not really one to keep, hang on to anything. Right. I don't know what it is. You know, I can, it, I'm sure I'm just a, would be a feast of uh psychosis on a psychologist's, you know, <laughs> psychiatrist's couch, but um, I really don't. I don't keep things. I don't collect anything except maybe dust bunnies and oh, sure. such things like that, yeah. but um, my, uh, I don't remember asking for this doll, but it was called Blythe, mm. and there was a variety, there was like four dolls they had one came with red hair, brown hair, blonde hair, and I, I don't know. There may have been another another color, but the one that I got had this fiery red hair, and her head was huge, but she had this little kind of like a normal, kind of a petite Barbie kind of style body. Okay. But her head was enormous, and <laughs> and there was a string on the back of her head, and when you pulled it. Her eyes would blink and change color. Huh. So she had purple eyes, green eyes, blue eyes, and pink eyes, I think. And it's sort of like, but they were creepy because they were huge. 
And for this was back in the 70s, sure. but I searched it on YouTube, and the doll is, is available again. Huh. So if you yeah, if you Google Blythe with a Y, and it's the commercials are in Korean. Huh. So, but back in 1972 or whatever it was, you know, anime wasn't heard of, but that's what this doll looked like. It's like a current anime character. I was I was going to say from the description, it, it, it yeah. sounds a bit like that with the large eyes and the larger head. Open your eyes to the world of life, the wide-eyed world of life. Hold her in, see her do her thing, she'll change her eyes for you. Blythe, the doll with a surprise in her eyes. Quick as a wink, her eyes change color. They change expression, too. Blythe, Blythe, changeable Blythe. Look, she's Bouncy Brown. Wow, green-eyed and groovy. Hey, purple pretty as you please. Ah, oh, beautiful blue. And she's really out of sight in her mod outfit. Blythe, Blythe, a new look for Blythe. Take a comb and give Blythe a swinging new hairstyle. Open your eyes to the world of Blythe, the wide-eyed world of Blythe. Which Blythe do you like? Blythe. She's from Kenner. But she would free. But I would play with this doll, and it's like I don't know what possessed my parents to get it, other than maybe I requested it. But it freaked out my siblings. Yeah. They're like that doll's possessed, because that's because it was like this blank stare, you know. And the eyes. One eye set of eyes would look to the left. One set of eyes would look to the right. <laughs> one would look straight on, and I think those were the pink eyes. Yeah. So it was like this demonic, freaky doll, and I think eventually she found a home under the basement steps with my brother's creepy Danny O'Day ventriloquist doll. <laughs> my, my, my mom would let us watch, when we were young, you know, episodes of um, uh, Night Gallery and Twilight Zone. I was just going to bring that up. Yeah, right and after seeing, I think it was the Twilight Zone, um episode where the ventriloquist doll came to life or you know and anyway it creeped us out so badly that we that he became a moldy yucky mess underneath the <laughs> because we were just so creeped out by the fact that we, he could very well come alive and and kill us all in our sleep. <laughs> along with the the possessed blythe doll exactly but I, no one else had this blythe doll yeah, I, I don't even remember hearing about about Blythe. But I, yeah. I mean, I wasn't tuned into the girl toys as much right. in, in that at that age. Um, at but, that age, but now. <laughs> <laughs> but now, sure. Well, I have a nine-year-old daughter, so oh, I, okay. I'm kind of I'm kind of tuned into the girl toys a little more. So. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, I mean that that kind of reminds me. You know, uh, there, there was an episode of Twilight Zone with the. I want to say it was either Telly, yeah, it was Telly Savalas, and uh, his his daughter's doll uh, would would come to life and 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 tell him that he was she was going to kill him or whatever. And there's this whole thing about uh, you know, but of course he was the only one that could hear it. You know, oh, of course. You know, and so that that's a that's a pretty pretty famous episode of Twilight Zone. But that that reminded me of that. And of course, there was that uh, what Anthony Hopkins movie, um, Magic. 
Magic, yes, exactly. Where the, the Anne, Anne Margaret? Yeah, Anne Margaret was in that. Yeah. Yeah, that movie that creeped me out too. Of course, that was that came out after Danny O'Day had been oh long, um, long you know, since long gone and in a dumpster under the somewhere. So, um, well, I, 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 uh, I don't know if I can match that, but. Uh, um, I did, during my research, I did uh, come across uh, kind of an oddity um, that was maybe a little bit after your time, judging, I don't know the exact year this toy came out, uh, but uh, I came across a commercial for something called Darcy Cover Girl, which was the, it was uh, subtitled the, the Supermodel uh, Doll for Girls. And it, it, from the ju- judging from it, it looked like early '80s, um, oh, okay, and, yeah. and it and it was like a uh, it was a supermodel Barbie doll, basically. Introducing the woman your little girl will want to be. She's a doll. She's got a look. Did she have a rotating stand and all that good stuff? Yeah, I'm sure she did. Uh, <laughs> you know, but it was just it was just kind of like uh, I think it was almost like the early seeds of uh, um, you know reality television uh, stars. I mean, maybe that's why they're all you know turning out the way they are now. I don't know. Mm-hmm. They have mm-hmm. these uh, you know now you our morbid fascination yeah. with the idiotic things that people do. Exactly. Now you can be a supermodel, you know, it, and it was, uh, I, I, I found it very, uh, very strange. It was kind of out of place um, when I was, you know, doing research for the show. Uh-huh. So I thought, I thought that was kind of weird, a weird thing. Um, <clears throat> but I guess uh, my, my next, uh, my, uh, my toy um, that I really wanted when I was young um, I don't know if you remember, but uh, back when we were kids, Evil Knievel was like huge. Oh heck yeah! And uh, and they came out with a line of action toys uh, for Evil Knievel, and uh, they had uh, they had like like that power charger thing and yeah, uh, the, that you pumped. Yeah, my brother had that. Yep, and uh, and they had the he had like a motorcycle, a chopper, and then of course they had the Snake River Canyon rocket jump thing. <laughs> wow, is that the new trail bike? The Evil Knievel trail bike and the Evil Knievel chopper. Two new bikes for your Evil Knievel. Far out! Man, that's a neat four-wheel new chopper. That's two double jump. They're new and they're different and they're ready for adventure on or off the trail. Wow! Evil Knievel Trail Bike and Evil Knievel Chopper, each sold separately without figure or winder from Ideal. But to me, the weirdest thing, and, and unfortunately I could not find a commercial for this on YouTube and I searched, but the weirdest thing for me was they had an Evil Knievel motorized electric toothbrush. Um, <clears throat> and, and, and the theme and the, and, the, and the song for it is stuck in my head to this day. Um, and I, you know, it is just absolutely, uh, 
you know, an absolutely uh, terrible song, but it, it sticks in your head uh, <laughs> like, you know, like glue. It's it's terrible. Uh, but yeah, so Evil Knievel one. Electric Toothbrush, if you can imagine that. Um, I, I, I'm almost afraid to sing it for you, but... Uh, you can. Oh, okay. Can turn All the sound down. <laughs> <laughs> I can always edit it out later if, it's t if I suck. Okay. <laughs> All right. I, I think it was something like this. It was like... Uh, Morning, noon, and night time, and after every meal, brushing teeth's a real blast with evil Knievel. <laughs> <laughs> see, I told you. That's I told, lovely. Yeah, so see? Did it repeat over and over? Uh, I think at least at least twice in the commercial that oh. I recall. But So you know. you're supposed to, I mean, because I know that they have musical toothbrushes out now. Right. That play for the length of time that a kid should brush their teeth. Yeah, it's like two minutes or something. Yeah. Yeah, yep. yeah I've been trying to find a Justin Bieber one for my niece. <laughs> she likes just. She's four. So. Oh, my. Wow. You yeah. know, my, my daughter skipped right past. She never liked Justin Bieber. Yeah. Well, I, somebody played that baby song for her. And yeah. She she knows all the words to it. So. Yeah. I I dodged that bullet. Um. She's she's a big Taylor Swift fan. Oh God, I'm sorry. Eh, it's. I mean, there's worse things. There's worse <laughs> there's things. There's worse, but there's I. There's worse things. Oh God, give me a screwdriver to yeah. jab in my ear. <laughs> I hear one more breakup song. I, yeah, that that gets know. a little old after after it's a like, bit. Like, all right, Taylor, same chord, same. Just just throw some, you know, somebody else's <laughs> name into it. Oh, get it. I get it. <laughs> Be exactly. Hipster. Anyway. So anyway, what's, what's what's next on your list? <clears throat> well, actually, it's kind of along the same lines of the evil can evil thing. Oh, okay. Because I had I don't know I my my brother is three years older than I am. Okay. So that... my brother Rick and he's actually the one who brought me to the Stuck in the Eighties blog. Which, How weird so, is that? You know, my my older brother Rick is also three years older than I am. That's kind of creepy. Yeah. Brother, well, his full name is Frederick. Oh, okay. Frederick. Okay. Well, then but we've never the, the, called so, the similarity ends there. Then. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, so I would tend to pick up, you know, like things that he had interest in. So that's where I'm assuming this toy comes in. It was the girl's version of Evil Knievel with the whole pump thing and the ramp and the bike, the motorcycle um, with the character that you could, you know, hook onto the motorcycle oh. was um, there was a female stunt daredevil oh, right. named Debbie Lawler. Oh my God! Yeah, now now that you mention it, I, I'm I totally remember this. And she had a she white had like a little suit and a white box or white bike okay. motorcycle with like bright green detailing. Wow. And I actually I looked it up online. Um, to make sure I wasn't hallucinating because I, you know, childhood <laughs> right. kind of... I, I've, I've painted a much more romantic um, uh, uh, memories of my, I think, of my childhood. I don't know. I, I, I wash out the bad stuff and keep the good things. Well, so, um, but this Debbie Lawler, and we had what seemed like a really, really long hallway in our house. Right. So and we would start at that and pump the living daylights out of this thing, and then push the button or pull the strip. I can't remember what it was, and attempt 
to get it to do the stunts that you would see on, and it would end up flying into the wall or, or something. Um, I don't know how long these bikes held our interest. Right. Um, but we would try to race them and all that kind of stuff. And but it was I again. It was another one of those toys that I was the only kid I knew that had it. Hmm. It's like, where did my parents find these things? Was there some obscure toy store? <laughs> that they went to and you know and it, but they were definitely not toys that were gained me bragging rights yeah yeah exactly <laughs> like the dollar store didn't exist back then was, you know. <laughs> exactly had it well i probably would have had and my parents did the best they could i oh, mean i'm not course. criticizing them at all sure because uh being a, a single mom on a budget i know what it's like <clears throat> sometimes so. yeah like yeah i know you want the the xbox but you're seven <laughs> exactly. And you're not going to get it. <laughs> exactly. You know, but exactly. um, it, it's, it was just one of those goofy things that. Yep. Well, my, no one else got it. Everybody else was getting Toy X. Right. When I was getting, you know, the Debbie Lawler, you know, pump and release <laughs> motorcycle. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sure I wanted it, though. I, I still remember. Uh, when I was maybe six or seven, and I don't remember the exact, I think I might have been seven. Uh, and it was the one time I actually got the toy I wanted, and I got the six million dollar man uh, action figure. Oh, and I was so excited to have that. And this turned out, and so I, I, when I first opened it, I was like thinking, this is the best Christmas ever. <laughs> but it turned into like one of the worst Christmases because I got violently sick later in the day. And on top of that, while I was uh, in, on in my sick bed, uh, my sister was playing with my doll and stepped on the six million dollar man doll oh, no. and, and broke his leg off <laughs> oh, <no. laughs> on Christmas Day. And so I hadn't even. I know. So we had to fix the Bionic Man. How ironic is that? (laughs) My friend, the one, the the only child, had the six million dollar man action figure and the Bionic Woman. Oh. And of course they dated. Of course. But he left her for Barbie. Because Barbie had the dream house. Well, there you go. I didn't have the dream house. But see, then now Bionic Woman is free to date Ken, then. We had cardboard boxes. Cardboard boxes? That we stacked to create said dream house for Barbie. (laughs) (laughs) Because the dream house was expensive. Yeah. You don't have to tell me. We we got the dream house for Elena a couple years ago, and... Oh complete my with God. elevator and pizza. yeah elevator and everything oh my god i'm like it's, it's a expensive dollhouse for god's sake why is it i mean i needed to take out a mortgage payment for this thing mm-hmm. it's crazy it's crazy <laughs> but uh yeah i mean you know my brother and i were got very creative um you know when we were young i i and and then to counteract the uh, six million dollar man story uh, i think the previous year, my brother and I really wanted Rock'em Sock'em Robots. Oh, I don't know yeah. if you remember Rock'em Sock'em Robots. Oh, of course. Yeah, we ended up picking it up at a garage sale. Yep, yep. And, and we really wanted them. And, of course, you know, my parents just could not afford to 
buy Rock'em Sock'em robots, even though uh, ostensibly it would be a, a toy that both of us could play with. So you could, right. they could have gotten away with making it a, a dual present. A joint, yeah, the joint. A, a joint present. Uh, <clears throat> so, but this was this was a year, and of course, I find out years later, you know, the the real story behind what had happened, I, and. and when, when you're that young, you don't always know what's going on in the world or even in your own family. And right. apparently my dad had been laid off from work and they didn't have a lot of money uh, for, for Christmas presents. So they made stuff for Christmas that year. Oh, okay. Like, my, you know, so my mom uh, like sewed and, and knit and, um, you know, they, she made little dolls. Uh, for my for my sisters and so forth, and my dad made these uh, these robots uh, out of I don't know scrap metal or something. <laughs> oh my god! I don't know what he did, but it was they were really cool looking. Of course, now of course my brother and I were 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 disappointed, but they were kind of cool when I when I thought about it later. I'm like you know he really put some time into this, and right. of course he were he had worked at um, a company. Um, when we lived in Minnesota when I was really little and, uh, and, uh, he worked at a company called control data, which was an early computer company and, uh, and so forth. So he had all these old punch cards. You remember the uh -huh. old punch oh, cards yeah. for computers? So he had all these old punch cards that, you know, we were using for scrap paper for years. Um, but he, he had them, uh, and he like had labeled each of the punch cards for like a different uh, a different fighting move, so you could, you know, we my brother and I each had one of these hand built little metal robots that he made, and then the punch we would play the punch cards, you know. Oh wow! And it was like, you know, each punch card did a different thing, and then you kind of matched it up and. Uh, pretended that they were actually fighting because they couldn't actually move because they were like welded together. Oh right, okay. <laughs> so, so it was it was very imaginative, uh, kind of kind of toy. And I mean, now as an adult, I just like I cry thinking about it, <laughs> you know, because I know I'm sure my parents would have liked to have done more, uh, but they did something very creative and put in a lot of time. Yeah. Uh, to do something like that and. Uh, you know, um, that I actually, when I think about it now, I, I, I was disappointed at the time, but when I think about it now, it's, it's one of the, it's one of the things I remember. I, I don't, right. rem I don't remember a lot of the other toys I ever got, <laughs> you know, but I remember that. And uh, yeah, well, know. I think, I mean, with both of us being parents, we know that it's kind of that I'm going to do this now and they may not appreciate it in this moment. But when they think back, I know they're going to be appreciative. Right. So, and that's kind of what, what, you know, I think has happened for both of us remembering our childhood. And it's like, you think of those things that may, may, at the time may have seemed insignificant, but, you know, they're oh. huge in our memories now. And that's, of, of course, what I hope for my son is that he'll remember, you know. And, I, and I'm sure he will. Uh, yeah. I'm sure He's he a will. good kid. So, you know, right now he just, he's still young. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
<laughs> well, that brings us to our next uh, our next toy, I guess. Um, and it kind of goes along the lines of the Evil Knievel uh, toys. And uh, I don't know if you remember this one, but there used to be a line of, of uh, race cars called SSPs. And they had like that little T-stick thing that you, yes. would, you would pull pull the rip cord and they would they would roll and they would make that kind of squealing noise yeah well there was an offshoot of that and it was the ssp smash up derby and uh it was basically demolition derby with their ssp cars and and the and they i guess they had like breakaway pieces of plastic where you know the parts would fly smash, off when yeah. they when they smashed into each other um, and I just remember the commercial because it was like all hillbilly, you know, banjo music. And the guy was, then <laughs> the guy, the announcer on the commercial was all, had that southern drawl going. And uh, it, was a, it was a pretty hilarious commercial. He's a demolition demon in a beat up Chevrolet. It ain't worth a dollar, so he wrecks it every day. Now here is Kenner's SSP smash up derby set. And you can hoot and holler because you ain't seen nothing yet. Crash, bang, crack them up, put them back again. Crash, bang, smash them up, it's smash-up time, my friend. Kenner's SSP smash-up derby set comes with everything you see right here. I remember getting uh, some SSP cars, I, and it was when my bro- and when my family moved from Minnesota. So I, was, I had just turned four years old, and I remember getting this toy. It was very significant, because we didn't get toys like this. And these were actually a gift from my aunt. Um, and, uh, I, my brother got like a purple one and I got a green one and, uh, we used to race them constantly. Um, you know, and then when the smash up derby came out a few years later, we, we of course wanted the smash up derby and we, oh, yeah. we could never get the smash up derby, no. but, <laughs> but, uh, I remember, that, I don't know, somebody in our, on our block had it. <clears throat> I know. I just remember cause we had, you know, I had. There's boys and girls that I was friends with growing up, and somebody we were, you know, everybody played in the basement on a rainy, and I just remember playing with those. Oh, yeah. <clears throat> Definitely. They're fun. Definitely. All right. What, what, uh, what other toys do you have on your list? Um, this, this one is probably, I know something probably other people had, and it was one of those, oh my God, I got a name brand toy. Um, and I, <laughs> Almost sure it didn't come from my parents. I think it came from one of my older sisters. Mm. Um, and I can't remember which one. But anyway, um, it was growing up Skipper. Oh, okay. Um, Barbie's little sister or whatever. That's right. Barbie's little sister Skipper. And this Skipper, if you cranked her arm backwards, her left arm... She would grow ever so slightly and develop boobs. <laughs> oh my God. And then you cranked her arm the opposite direction and she would shrink and her boobs would go away. Oh my God. And I left her in the boob mode for too long and it stretched out the, the rubber. <laughs> So she had deflated breasts when you uncranked her arm. Oh, my God. She would shrink, but her boobs wouldn't quite go away. They would just collapse under a tight shirt or something, you know. 
Um, and I don't, I don't remember anyone else having the doll. Oh my god! But it was, it was definitely, you know, a mainstream. Yeah. Well, that, toy. I, th- I think that clearly had some influence on your, your psyche, uh, perhaps. Yeah. Yeah. I, I crank my arm backwards all the time. I cranked it too much and left it. <laughs> <laughs> now, no matter how many times I turn my arm forward, they ain't going anywhere. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> I just get a sore shoulder. So, but it was, you know, it was a fun doll. And I had, thanks to my, my sisters, um, there was one that worked. It was funny. There's a sporting goods store in our town and they had a toy section. And my sister Karen worked for them. So... On my birthday or on Christmas, I would get a gift certificate. And I remember going to that toy department with my $10 gift certificate, which now, I mean, that's like a hundred bucks. You know, I would go and labor over what I was going to get with my gift certificate. So I may have bought that with my gift certificate. I can't remember. Hmm. But I, um, one year I also, my sister, got me the Barbie jet plane Mm. and it looked like a big suitcase and you unlocked it and unfolded it and it would look like the side of like a, you know, a 747. Right. And there was, you know, seats in it and the whole, you know, shebang. And so that was pretty cool. Cause again, it was like, Ooh, look at me. I got a name brand toy. (laughs) (laughs) I was feeling like one of the rich kids on the block. Yep. Yep. But that was the year that two of my girlfriends got the the Barbie townhouse. Ah, so nice. we would fly in my jet plane <laughs> to an exotic <laughs> location. <laughs> Just down where the Ken, block. Where Ken would be a, be waiting. Oh my! You know. So, but my brother used to get the GI Joe oh. character oh, yes. uh, action figures. But he also had this other one, and the characters were bigger than okay. G.I. Joe, All and right. they were a knight. Do you remember that? Hmm. Not not really. That might have he been a little before my time. He had this knight, and it had a horse that went with it with armor huh. and everything. And he would get so aggravated with me because I would take that and use it as my Barbie boyfriend. <laughs> I never got, my parents would never buy me Ken. Right. I don't know why. But I would use my brother's action figures as, you know. Well, I, I mean, you, to, you to have to play with Barbie. Exactly. I think you but have this to. This one that. was big. Huh. He was like huge. You know. I wonder. I, I that might have been a few it. years before my time. I yeah, it was I don't probably in the. One. I don't know, 70, 71. Yeah, I, I don't think I was, like, toy aware for, for a couple more yeah, years Yeah, you're a there. couple of years younger than I am. <laughs> yeah, just, just a few, just a few. Yeah, he also had this, I can't, Johnny something. And he was this little uh, adventurer boy, not Johnny Quest. But he had, I remember this, it was like a, I don't know if it was supposed to have taken place underwater. Okay. But he had this, like, walker, creepy this thing that I think I don't know if it had batteries or not or if it wound up and it would walk hmm. and it was like his little you know space pod thing yeah that that sounds vaguely I have to familiar. ask one of them I yeah. should have asked him ahead of time well that's okay that's what but it the was really for. cool I remember thinking wow this is this is pretty awesome why didn't <laughs> I get something that I cool like this <laughs> 
you know, I asked for the Susie homemade or Susie bake oven. Yeah, right. Which would actually have like the little conveyor belt. Right. And I got a Susie homemaker oven. Uh oh. Which looked just like it was like a, a teal colored, that icky 70s aqua. Yeah, yeah. And it opened like a real oven and it had a pan, you know, and you could cook in it, but it was obvious, it cooked with a light bulb. It had oh, like right. a. Yep. 60 watt light bulb that you would put into it and plug it in and you would bake your cake. But mine was Susie Homemaker. There you go. And my friends all got the Susie, the pink Susie Bake Oven. <laughs> so again, it's like, where in the hell did my parents find this? <laughs> it was probably like uh, in the, 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 the back corner of uh, Ames or Two Guys. Yeah, was, uh, I don't know, Woolworth something. Woolworth. It was like yeah. instead of Toys R Us, they went to Toys R Almost. <laughs> <laughs> for parents on a budget. <laughs> oh, yeah, yes, for parents on a budget. Oh, man. <laughs> I kind of went off on a, it's like, wow, there's more stuff. I forgot that I didn't put that on my list. <laughs> That's all right. It, a, a lot, that happens a lot of time. It jogs your memory. more about my, my strange, you know. <laughs> habits and stuff now that's Getting deep, digging deeper into my psyche <laughs> it's kind of, but i we really did sort of grow up with the whole um yeah yeah it's not what you want but it's what you got so you're gonna like it yes exactly. which i really think may explain how i ended up married <laughs> it's not what you want but that's what's there so just take it oh <laughs> <laughs> it really does. It dates that all dates back to that crazy ass Susie homemaker oven. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. it's not what you asked for. <laughs> but he likes you, so take. Yeah. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> he is an ass clown. <laughs> oh my goodness! No comment Sorry. from this end. <laughs> That's another, you know, divorce in the 90s episode. <laughs> there you go. There you go. A very special episode. Yeah. Oh, God. The couch episode. It's Marissa and her psychiatrist. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> so, <laughs> well, that brings me to my uh, my next uh, my next toy. Uh, was actually... Um, the uh, and I'm sure you remember this one was the Stretch Armstrong. Uh, yes. But what was in Stretch Armstrong? I don't know. Some kind of goo. Uh, <laughs> but 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 uh, Stretch uh, Stretch Armstrong had a nemesis that most people don't remember. They they Stretch Armstrong became so popular that they did a lot of spin-off stretch toys. Right. There yeah, was actually there was, a line was there of a Hulk Hogan stretch. Yeah, later later on in the 80s yeah. they did that. Yeah. But uh, um, there was uh, they did a line of superhero stretch, you know, like Spider-Man, Hulk, yeah. Superman. Yeah. Those were kind of creepy. But at one point they made a nemesis for Stretch Armstrong and it was Stretch Monster. And I only remember it because the commercial, uh, you know, to to a seven or eight year old was actually kind of creepy. Um, right. Was it was it a scaly creature? Yeah, it was kind of scaly, almost aquatic looking. Uh, yeah, I remember creature. that. Yeah. Somebody had it. Yeah, yeah. And and the commercial, like the the music on the commercial, was like this uh, kind of uh, weird electronic uh, music. Yeah. 
It's Kenner's new stretch monster. Look out, Stretch Armstrong! Stretch monster, stop you! Break loose! This will stop Stretch Monster! No, it won't! He's freeing himself! We'll meet again, Shorty! Stretch Monster, new from Kenner. Stretch Armstrong sold separately. And they barely showed, they barely showed, uh, uh, you know, the um, Stretch Armstrong in it, which, which was fine because they were trying to sell the Stretch Monster right. toy. But, you know, it's funny. You've got these kids sitting around going, look, he's, he's tied up in knots. Oh, look, he's unfolding himself. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's like, well, that one I don't think stretched as easily. No, no. As Stretch Armstrong. Exactly. I, I think, you know, the, he had like a solid head, um, mm -hmm. which which was different because I think I think Stretch Armstrong, you could squish his head. I had a, yeah. I had a friend of mine who yeah, had Stretch Armstrong. Yeah, he was like Armstrong. all one piece. Yeah, yeah. And then you just pulled him. And then, of course, if the, you know, we would always, uh, you know, one, one, uh, my friend on one end and I on the other, and we'd, we'd pull and see how far we could get it. And of course, right. if somebody accidentally let go, the other person got <laughs> nailed with Stretch Armstrong, which was probably like 10 pounds of goo. I, I mean, that thing, he was heavy. In the face. He was, yeah, I got smacked in the face a few times with Stretch Armstrong, which uh, which may explain a lot about my... Uh, <laughs> I was bludgeoned by Stretch Armstrong. I, I was concussed at an early age. <laughs> my so. friend that was an only child had Stretch Armstrong as well. She had everything. Oh, my. That's Whatever came out, you know, the magic eight ball, she had it. Oh, my. Yeah. Yeah. Magic eight ball. I remember that. Yeah. Yeah. Well, who doesn't? Who doesn't? Uh, I have the Glee version. <laughs> the Glee version of Magic Eight Ball. I bought it when I was in California on a whim. It was just sort of like, oh my god, I have to have this, and it's like, why the hell did I buy this? <laughs> yeah, that's what that's what happens. I think as as we got older, because we were. Uh, Denied mm -hmm. such things as children, we we have a tendency to to buy, uh, you know, buy toys as adults. I mean, I, I, you know, I've bought like Godzilla toys and other strange things. Yeah, but you're kind of a dork like that. Yeah, I, I am. I mean, you get into the whole <laughs> <laughs> the comic book things. Yeah, too. well, I did. The, the, that was big for me growing up too. <sighs> I mean, those were cheap. There were, you know, when when right. I was growing up, they were a quarter apiece. So, uh, even even on a limited budget, we could, you know, buy a couple of comics yeah. and and uh, and um, you know. So it was it that was that was one of my uh, one of my joys growing up. So uh, I never really got into the kind. Yeah. Well, you know, I, I think it was more of a guy thing, really. Yeah, I had friends that you know, female friends that had Archies and. Yeah, um, which is kind of uh, you know attractive to girls because there was that boy-girl right. romance bullshit. Right. And um, but I don't know. I think there there's a couple other. Oh, Josie and the Pussycats. I think had a comic book. Yeah, I'm sure they did. I'm Probably. sure they did. And for a while there, I almost if it was animated, it had a comic book at least for a short period of time. <laughs> Uh, very, very true, especially at that that time. Yeah. So, 
do you have any do you have any other toys on your list or or are you spent um i think i i thought there was one more i'm going by memory and i i'm having a brain fart so i think the Susie homemaker story kind of made up for whatever i <laughs> what it also that probably is why i don't like to cook <laughs> well, it could. They, yes, the early frustration of the of the uh, easy bake oven uh, certainly yeah. certainly affected you. Uh, well, I, I've got a couple more. Uh, some of them are are related to each other. Um, and uh, I, you know, of course, being a guy, I'm attracted to this kind of stuff. Uh, Shogun warriors uh, were were a big toy for me I, I never had one always wanted one mm-hmm. and especially they came out with a Godzilla Shogun Warrior and oh, I wow. and I was really big into Godzilla so of course I wanted the Godzilla Shogun Warrior but the Godzilla Shogun Warrior was kind of goofy because his his hand uh, flew off it was like a rocket punch or something I was like Godzilla doesn't do that that's kind of <laughs> I remember I think I remember that one too and, at least uh, the commercials for it the Shogun Warriors Guy King with rocket boosters Great Mazinga with rocket launcher is he friend or foe? You can decide. Launch his claw. Imagine his breath is a blast of fire. The Lord Shogun Warriors and Godzilla. They're ready to strike when you are. The Shogun Warriors, Great Mazinga Guy King and Godzilla, each sold separately. Accessories not for use with smaller Shogun Warriors from Mattel. Now, and in, in, in doing some, my research for this, uh, uh, I, I, I discovered there was actually a Rodan uh, Shogun Warrior. Now, Rodan was kind of like that pterodactyl-looking uh, uh, right. creature. If, you know, if you're not a big fan of the movies, you don't. Well, we used to watch the movies because um, it was—I can't remember what channel it was. I think it was a, state, a TV station out of uh, Champaign, Urbana, yeah. Illinois, that would show on Saturday mornings the Godzilla movies and yeah. Jack Chan—not Jackie Chan, Charlie Chan. Yeah, yeah. We I watched a lot of the a lot of the same ones. We we got uh, by that point. I we had moved back to New York State, and uh, and uh, I we used to get um, the channel from New York City. It was uh, Channel Eleven WPYX, and Saturday nights they would have Chiller Theater, and they would show. It seemed like a Godzilla movie every other other weekend, and. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Saturday afternoon, same kind of thing. They, there were always, you know, monster movies on. And I, I got a lot of that from my dad. My dad, uh, you know, watched watched a lot of those movies when, when he was a kid. And uh, he, he was a, he's a big movie fan um, growing up. He, he kind of quit the movies when uh, all that cussing and, uh, you know, inappropriate stuff started happening so he probably stopped going to the movies in the 70s right <laughs> <laughs> uh, but we used to watch all the old westerns and uh you know monster movies and stuff on on saturday afternoons and that was you know uh, that was a big influence on me i think uh you know growing up so um you know and of course they were accompanied by all the all the commercials and and uh stuff for toys so that was always the best part, but Shogun Warriors were 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 a big thing, and if that I think was one of my earliest 
uh, experiences with like uh, Japanese uh, toys because those were imported from from Japan. Oh, okay. um, um, I think the very earliest thing that I remember, though, was, and I didn't know it at the time, there was a cartoon called uh, Gigantor, the Space Age Robot, um, which, you know, I loved as a, as a really little kid. And, uh, and I'm, I'm talking like six, you know, five or six, and I remember this, this cartoon. It, mainly, I think, because my older brothers were really into it. I was, mm-hmm. I'm like you. I, you know, I followed what my older siblings did because... You know, what else could you do? You didn't have enough power to control the uh, television at that point. God forbid, if I did like something that was against the grain, mm. I would be mocked for it. So I yep. learned to hide my my uh, my clock is chiming. Um, <laughs> my affection for things that were, you know, not cool by terms of my my brother and sisters. Sure, like sure. The Bay City Rollers and. Oh, there you go. You know, Scott Baio. I had a poster of Scott Baio in my bedroom. Wow. I I never lived that down. Wow. Yeah. You, you, not even uh, Leif Garrett, huh? It, no. You went, you went right he to the Baio. My thing. Not, yeah. No. I don't know. I, I wasn't really. No. Leif, Leif no, Garrett. No, Leif uh, Garrett wasn't into Sean Cassidy. Hmm. I like David Cassidy. Not yeah, sure. I, I can see that. I, I can see that. You Sean know, Cassidy. Scott Baio, yes. John Travolta, you know, when he was Vinnie Barbarino. Uh, of course, of course. The bad boy. You know, <laughs> it's the whole tall, dark, dark, you know, tall, dark and handsome kind of thing. <laughs> Maybe, I don't exactly. know. Exactly, exactly. Another telling thing. But no, it was just one of those, if I wasn't into, into their thing, I just kept very quiet about it. So, uh... That that's uh, that's very true. But I, I mean, fortunately, I think you know my my brother and I, my brother Rick and I, since we're fairly close in age, we're three years apart. Like I mm-hmm. said before, I think we we kind of um, kind of had similar interests because of of that. I mean, our love yeah. for comic books and uh, you know, I think you know, Star Wars hit. At, at, at just the right age where we started getting into all of that science fiction fantasy stuff and uh, you know and, and we kind of we kind of grew up having a very similar interests uh, yeah you know for, for a lot of that so um, you know I, I I always looked up to my brother of course you know he was the older brother uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> and I didn't have any younger brothers so I got 
I, you know, I, I, I got the beat down a lot of times um, <laughs> and not and not just from my older brothers, but, you know, my my sisters used to gang up on me because they're I've got four sisters and two brothers. So we okay. were we were outnumbered by by the ladies and, uh, you know, they used to gang up on us. My my two younger sisters, especially, uh, um, would would gang up on me. They would kind of tag team, and there was really nothing I could do because they were girls, and I really couldn't fight back. Right. Uh, without getting into massive trouble. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. We're picking on your baby sister. Exactly. And they were always the ones that started it. <laughs> of course. You know the instigators. Exactly. But I was like, oh no, I didn't do anything. Wasn't he? <laughs> I was, I think I was, uh, I don't, I think I was too naive to try to pull anything kind of sneaky. I just, I've, I've always been very transparent, Mm -hmm. you know? Um, so, and my dad always said that it was because I was actually smart enough to have learned from my siblings errors. Mm. So I was like, yeah, I could have gotten away with a lot, but I, I never did. I just was like, never. I, I just didn't. I was that nerdy, goody two shoes. They'd be like, no, I don't think we should do that. Yeah, that sounds that a would, bit like that sounds a bit like me too. I, 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 yeah. I didn't want to get into trouble. <laughs> yeah, it's just the whole. I, you know, dealing with the consequences wasn't worth that. The thrill of. Whatever it was. Whatever it was of, yeah. of committing that, that act or something. I think the most rebellious thing I ever did as a, as a teen was uh, going to our local theater when Grease was out. Mm. I think I was in, was it, is that, that was 79? So, uh, so I 70, was in 7th, yeah, 8th grade. Yep. And it was in the summer. And I went with two girls who were prone to rebellion. Uh-oh. <laughs> I was their parents. The one girl's parents were always liked when she hung out with me because I was the moral compass. <laughs> you know, I was that kid that's like, oh, yeah, you're going to be with Marissa. Yeah, sure. Go ahead. <laughs> because it was like they didn't get into as much trouble, I guess, when they were with me. So but we paid her. We went to the matinee and paid one ticket price and we sat through like four showings of, yeah. um, you know, and we walked outside shocked that it was dark because we had walked from our homes, you know, it was probably three miles or something to the, yeah, yeah. to the, yeah, and walk out of the theater to see my sister with her boyfriend in his, you know, 1975 green Camaro with the black racing stripes, <laughs> uh, you know, where have you been? Mom and dad are furious. And it's like, what? <laughs> what? It, it's dark. Were we really in there that long? You know, I mean, we hid down in the seats and everything. Oh, my. Yeah. Snuck to go to the bathroom if we had to go to the bathroom. That was the most rebellious thing I've I've done. Wow. Well, I did up until that point. We won't talk about what I've done recently. Yeah, no, no. Yeah, we won't go into that. (laughs) I don't even know what you're talking about. No. So, but yeah, that was it. I, I, and yeah, to sit and be able to sing the entire soundtrack. And we did. We sang every song. I remember. I still know all the words. I remember going to see that, and um, and uh, I. Uh, it was a dollar. I think it was a dollar fifty to go. It was for the matinee. Was the matinee price mm-hmm. to go see it? And 
I remember I didn't. I I had a, a piggy bank, and almost it was almost all pennies. And I took, I you know, I took my piggy <laughs> bank, and I paid for my ticket, and it was almost entirely in pennies. <laughs> And I'm sure that the, the, the ticket person must have been they cur- cursing me. Yeah, oh, I'm sure. I'm sure. <laughs> that stupid kid with the pennies. They're like, you're not going to. All my friends were like, you're not going to pay with that. I was like, hey, money's money. You know? Money's money. <laughs> They've right. got to take it. <laughs> they take bottle caps. I would have given them bottle caps, exactly, too. Exactly. Exactly. So... Well, along those same lines, uh, there, was a, there was another line of toys that were uh, um, uh, a Japanese import, and that was, of course, the uh, the Micronauts. Um, oh, I remember those. Which, I, I mean, my brother and I were really into those because w- we thought they were cool because they had the interchangeable parts mm-hmm. and, and so forth. And I actually got some Micronauts for Christmas one year, but not from my parents. My brother, my brother Rick who by that point had a paper route and had had money, yeah. uh, he bought Micronauts for me for Christmas, uh, some some of the toys. And, uh, you know, I'll, I'll never forget that. It was, it was one of the coolest things. And, and we, uh, you know, we played with that for hours. Of course, the, the, the one thing I had was the hydrocopter, um, which, which was like this little helicopter, but... It, it went in the water. So oh, okay. <laughs> so it had its little floaty device. Yeah, yeah. and you put the batteries in, and it had these little paddles, so it would paddle itself through the water, kind of very uh, awkwardly. Biotron, <laughs> space glider, hydrocopter from the Micronaut collection. Biotron and hydrocopter need assembly. All have interchangeable parts. A few changes, and hydrocopter is a paddle boat or a one-man cruiser. You can combine it with Biotron and build your own toy. Like these. Batteries for Biotron and Hydrocopter not included. Hydrocopter, Biotron, and Space Glider, all sold separately by Miko. That but, is cool. But it had like a, a, um, a plastic orb at the front of it, and you could put like a, one of the little figurines inside, mm-hmm. and it would, it would roll around. Uh, but of course, over the, the, the next couple of years, the Micronauts got increasingly uh, more elaborate, uh, uh, you know, and they had uh, villains like Baron Karza and some of these others that were like these bigger toys that were, you know, like a foot tall and, uh, you know, were magnetized. And, of course, they cost a fortune. But, mm-hmm. you know, I had I had like the little tiny figures that, you know, were were much cheaper than that. But... Uh, um, you know, I always liked the Micronauts, and then they, of course, like you said, any anything good had had a comic book version, and there was actually a Micronauts comic for for a while, which I collected. Um, now, did you keep any of those toys? Uh, in the comic I, books? I don't know what happened to the toys, honestly. I, I think after a certain point, like the legs, you know, my brother and I would do like these crazy things with our toys back then, uh, mm-hmm. and and I, I I'm pretty sure I thoroughly destroyed. Uh, my Micronaut toys. Uh, I mean, we would do crazy things uh, with the neighborhood kids. Like, uh, I remember we did, uh, <laughs> we attached, uh, and it wasn't my G.I. Joe doll, but it was one of the neighbors. Uh, we attached uh, G.I. Joe to uh, several uh, bottle rockets and, <laughs> shot, and shot him up in the air with a parachute. 
Yeah. <laughs> you know, like the kid in the yeah. in Toy Story. Exactly, it was very much like that. <laughs> you have these mutant toys. Exactly, exactly. Or we'd we'd strap uh, firecrackers to to GI Joe or you know some other action figure and blow them up and you know <laughs> we we did all kinds of crazy things. So I think uh, every boy probably did that at some point. We, they we had those. We did this one thing I remember with my Micronaut toy um, where we would. We climbed up on a chair and we, in kind of the corner of the room where there were, there were two doorways. So the, um, the, the, um, the trimming uh, around the doorways mm-hmm. kind of, they didn't touch. So there was like a little space uh, in the corner between the two door, there was you know, oh, okay. at, at the angle at the angle of the room, uh, at the corner of the room, there was a doorway and the, uh, going out um, into uh, the, um, where the uh, stairway went to the upstairs and then there was a doorway into the kitchen. And there was a, there was a space, you know, maybe two or three inches. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, there's, there's always that uh, molding or whatever that goes around yeah. the doorway. So there was like this little um, space between the two moldings. And we, we pretended that it was like a space elevator or something, of course. But it only went down, of course. And so we would take the little Micronaut guy and hold him up at the top and then just drop, <laughs> drop him. him so, so he was like going down the chute. <laughs> <laughs> And I think that's probably how his legs broke. <laughs> oh my! Well, a friend of ours, um, the girl that had all the toys because she was an only child, they all, they had a laundry chute. Oh, very good. So it, that was a lot of fun, tossing things down through the laundry chute. Oh, and, sure. And we, uh, we did seeing that just too. how quickly they would, you know, one of us would be at the bottom. To see how quickly things would fly through there, and we broke a few things doing that because it's like, oh, there wasn't a basket of laundry down there <laughs> to catch it, so it would hit the the hard cement floor. And oh, nice! Like, yeah, where are we gonna hide this from your mom? <laughs> oh my! The magic eight ball does roll. Yeah, and crack the, open. Yeah, and spill. What is everywhere. that? What is that fluid inside? Oh. Who knows? Fluid of the eight ball. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, to, to, to wrap things up, I've got two more toys. Um, one of them is, uh, both of them are, um, uh, are, are, are very uh, on the strange side. Uh, one of them was extremely controversial for its time, and the other one is just plain goofy. Uh, and I'll say I'll save the goofy one for last. Okay. Um, but the the next toy uh, I want to talk about is um, the Alien action figure. Now I don't know if you remember this or not, but when the original Alien movie came out in 1979, uh, they actually Kenner actually came out with an action figure of the Alien. Uh, if you can believe it. I think I remember that. And it was a huge controversy because. The movie is rated R, and they made a toy for a rated R movie. And I think, you know, it was the first time that had ever been done, and I think it was the last time it was ever done uh, for a very long time. Uh, Well, yeah, because most kids shouldn't have, that the toy would appeal to, shouldn't have been seeing the movie. Exactly. I mean, the kids in the commercial were, you know, 
eight, maybe. Right. You know, and, and I mean, this was a pretty scary. That's a terrifying movie. It's an extremely terrifying movie, even as an adult. To, I mean, it's, a, it's kind of a white knuckler, you yeah, know. Yeah, I still jump. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Jenner presents you alien action figure. They caught a lot of heat for it, and it uh, it was off the market fairly quickly. I, I don't think it was uh, available for long. So it, it's actually quite a collector's item. I was going to say, days. is there a, a good collector's value on that? Uh, I, I haven't looked to see what it what what it's going for on eBay these days, but I I, I have to assume that it's several hundred dollars. Yeah. Um, for for that, uh, because it really was only available for a short time. And any time I've ever seen it over the years, like at flea markets or or uh, you know comic book shows or whatever, it was you know you know over a hundred dollars for it. Um, wow. You know, so that that's kind of a that's kind of a rare uh, a rare item. And uh, um, but uh, the the final toy I that I wanted to. Uh, to, to finish with, and I don't know if you'll remember this one or not. This is a late 70s toy. Um, and, and again, it's one of those ones where the, 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 the damn jingle stuck in my head. <laughs> <laughs> and, it, and, you know, and I don't know what it is, but, uh, you know, again, this, this had uh, the, the, uh, the, the person doing the announcing for the commercial had that southern drawl going again. I don't know. Maybe it's the southern drawl that sticks in my head. I, I don't know what it is, but uh, it, it, it's the uh, the great Milky the Marvelous Milking Cow toy. Now, I, again, it sounds awful. Yeah, it is. <laughs> Here's Milky the Marvelous Milking Cow. It's fun to milk her. Gonna do it right now. She drinks the water when we pump her tail. She's raising her. It's milking time now. Her pretend milk is a feeling the pale. She drinks water. I guess pretend milk. Milky the marvelous milking cow. Milky the marvelous milking cow with pretend milk tablets. She's from Kenner. I, I, I showed I showed the commercial to my daughter on YouTube, and she was just she her her jaw was dropped in disbelief, and she was like, "That's not a real toy." And I was like, "Yeah, it was." And she's like. That is so stupid. <laughs> but but here it was. It was it was a. Milky. It's exactly what you imagine it to be. It, it was a, a a large cow toy that was that you, you know milk. yeah that you could milk. You his head would tilt down. You like pulled his tail, and his head head would tilt down into this trough of water, and you would like pump his tail, and he would drink the water in, and. Um, and then there were ut uh, rubber udders that you could oh milk, <laughs> and and I guess there were like these little tablets that you could put uh, into uh, into the udder area, and <laughs> it would create this fake milk, and you could milk it into uh, into the little um, 
into the little uh, cup, the little pail that they had underneath uh, the <laughs> the udders, and uh, you know it, it really was oh ridiculous. And you know again the the theme song for that is just is is ridiculous. Um, so I you know I just uh, one of that those sounds horrible. It, it, it was almost, horrible. It, I don't know because. Do you remember Baby Alive? Oh, yeah, Baby Alive. You fed it, and it would poo. Yeah, exactly. Baby Alive. And every girl in America wanted one, including me. Baby Alive. And I never got one. Of course, now if it was Baby Alive, it would be a zombie doll. (laughs) Baby Undead, I guess. Yeah, but yeah, that was... Oh, (laughs) my... I don't remember the milking cow thing. Yeah, that that was late seventies. That was uh, probably like seventy eight, maybe. Um, oh I was I was just hitting, uh, um, you know, like sixth grade or something, fifth or sixth grade. And I remember just thinking it was a- absolutely ridiculous. Um, you know, this <laughs> oh this God. milking cow. I have to find it now. <laughs> oh, it just. Just look up Milky the Marvelous Milking Cow on YouTube and you will find it. Uh, and, oh, wow. I wonder if it was like one of those regional things. Uh, maybe. Who knows? I, uh, it was from Kenner, though, so it was a big big toy company. Yeah. So, but, uh, my, my son reminded me the other day. I can't remember what show, what commercial the toy was for. But he says, you know, the, the toy industry hit an all-time low with doggy do. Oh. God. Where they had the, the the dog that pooed. Oh my God! Because you know having the real thing wasn't wouldn't be enough for a child. No, I guess not. But I, as like it, the dog actually would leave droppings. I I can only imagine the pitch at, at the toy company for that. I know. For the toy, it, it, it had to have been something along the lines. It'll teach him responsibility. <laughs> yeah, before you get the real thing. Yeah, if you can't clean up the fake toy poo, then you can't have a real dog. No, I I, I still am just baffled by that one. There's all sorts of, you know. (laughs) And I did at one point get my son operation. Yeah. And I don't know if they upped the, the whatever on that, but it was almost impossible not to touch the sides. Hmm. And, you know, thank God they don't give you an electric charge or anything, but... Yeah. Yeah. We didn't play it for long (laughs) when he was younger. Yeah. That was always one of those games I wanted. Right. As a kid, never got. Right. So, bought it for Spencer, and he's just like, this isn't fun. I keep touching the sides. Yeah. (laughs) And I will try it. No, look, this is how you have to do it. (laughs) So... You know, I just remember I just remember the girl in the commercial picking up the funny bone and going ha ha ha. It's Operation Milton Bradley's goofy game for Dopey Dockers. Here's your patient. You take a card. Remove funny bone. Careful if you touch the sides. You blew it, Charlie. Next. Take out wrench Danko. A winner. Yes, operation. It's electric. It's great. No, there's. I mean, everything's electronic now, even Monopoly, and I think yeah. there's uh, well, even the see, game of life. No, I, I hate that because uh, making everything electronic with the electronic banking and Monopoly means you can't cheat, and that was half the fun of Monopoly. Well, I mean, and, and where's if you're doing it electronically, whereas because part of it was there was a lesson. 
that you learned and how to count money and yeah you know kind of tally things up and you don't have to because you have the electronic banker yeah you know and my mystery date i think that's probably online mystery date now yeah you know, mystery it's date. online dating you have to learn to write a profile that's appealing <laughs> otherwise you get stuck with the dud yeah that's what i then that's what i always got i swear to god my friends somehow managed how to rig the game at slumber parties because <laughs> i always got you know the the revenge of the nerd looking guy <laughs> but we all know that the nerds really truly world rule the world so who is truly the the winner in that yeah, game exactly i mean you know? it could have been bill gates and I, that's right and... i ended up with you know bill gates and they ended up with you mm. know Troy Fontaine, cheerleader captain. That's right. <laughs> the guy who can't even keep a job at this, you know, the Sunoco. Exactly. Have that Sunoco anymore? Sunoco is still around. Is it? Okay. Yeah, we, we have one. We like have one here. Tripping myself out because we don't have them here. <laughs> oh, my goodness. My, my goodness. God. Well, um,. Is there anything else that uh, that comes to mind before we before we wrap this up? No, I I can't think of any more freakish toys or you know <laughs> the reasons for my low self esteem or. <laughs> it all stems. It all stems from the from the toy. It all stems the toy from choices. childhood. You know, my Christmases. <laughs> Christmases of past. So that's right. <laughs> But I'm healing. <laughs> Slowly. Right. Slowly healing. Maybe so. by my fiftieth birthday. Who knows? Maybe you'll 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 finally uh, you'll finally be ready. That's you'll right. Finally be ready to embrace a, a you know a real toy at that that's point. Right. <laughs> that's for another episode. <laughs> oh jeez. You know, sometimes I say things and I don't even realize what I'm saying. Like, yeah, I'm a forty seven year old single mom. <laughs> Uh, okay. Yeah. Well, anyway. on on that note, uh, <laughs> have a great day, everybody. <laughs> all right. Yeah. Well, <laughs> we'll we'll just wrap it up and say good say goodbye and happy holidays to everyone out there listening. Merry and, Christmas. And, you were allowed uh, to say Merry Christmas. Oh uh, yeah, Merry Christmas. Uh, happy political year. Although I, I don't get offended when somebody wishes me happy holidays. I, well, I, you know, I always say there's more. There's multiple holidays. I mean, because right. it kind of throws right. in the that's Happy amazing. New Year at the same time. And, that's uh, right. So uh, I would Christmas. say Happy Hanukkah, but Hanukkah's over already this year, so yeah. we kind of missed out on that boat. Merry um, New Year. But uh, uh, late Hanukkah greetings. To, yeah. to my Jewish fans out there, whatever uh, you celebrate, yeah, good just, safely, have just, fun. just have a have have a. May you get all the time. toys you truly wanted. Yes, and uh, <laughs> otherwise, you know, you know, sometimes, sometimes, you know, when I watched Rudolph, I kind of felt like my parents uh, had made a trip to the island of misfit toys. <laughs> yes, you know? exactly. It's like, that's hey, we'll, we'll, we'll get we'll, we'll get something cheap uh, yeah. here like, because oh, that's all we can afford. It'll help so. her develop sensitivity towards people. Exactly. Exactly. Missing limbs. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Wow. Okay. <laughs> All right. Say good night, Gracie. Have a lovely day. <laughs> you too. Good night, Gracie. <laughs>
版、ロードステーション基地完成。Assault of the Two Headed Space Mules is copyright 2012 by Douglas Arthur for Dugside Syndicate. You can contact the show by emailing to spacemules at yahoo.com. Follow us on Twitter at spacemules and head over to Facebook for the official Assault of the Two Headed Space Mules fan page for all the latest news, updates, and photos. And don't forget to check out cafepress.com slash spacemules for. Assault of the Two Headed Space Mules swag. T shirts, hats, coffee mugs, you name it. We have all the highest quality merchandise you can shake a Zuni doll at. Thanks for listening. I appreciate it. And don't forget to tune in next time when you hear my brother say. に広がるビクロマンゾーンの威力もうビクロマンに敵はない。